you know, you have such a an amazing group of people that you work with. Some of my favorite photographers, you know, Peggy Sirota, Art Stryber, like the list goes on. How did you go about making those relationships initially? I know that you've been at this for a long time, but to have the trust of, of such amazing photographers, how did you lock down that first initial relationship and, mm -hmm. and how has it grown ever since? So I, well, when I first started out, I started out working for just photographers. It's funny, like back when film turned into digital, there were a lot of photographers that were struggling. So people would hire me to like, they'd shoot a wedding and they, it was their first time shooting digital. And I had to resurrect the files from like darkness because they didn't know what they were doing, you know, in their settings. Right. So I started out working for individual photographers and then I worked at a series of labs back when there were more photo labs. So when I moved to California, I started out at a lab there, Pro One in Hollywood, and then I moved to, to Digital Fusion. And so a lot of my relationships were just from like meeting people at those places. And I would do a lot of other things too, you know, like scanning film and, and doing large format printing. And so I'd meet people through that. And so people just got to know me and form relationships. And I was the kind of employee too, where like I would have stayed, you know, at all the jobs like forever if I could, but it was always like circumstances that kind of forced me to leave, you know, where it, you know, the lab business kind of, it was amazing at one point and like a huge community back in like, oh God, the early 2000s. It was like an amazing place to work. And then it just gradually, you know, everyone started doing things on their own and breaking off. And so that's how I ended up sort of on my own. And it was a scary time. And, you know, I um, wasn't sure what was going to happen, but people followed me and found me and you know, it, through word of mouth too. I've never, I'm so blessed, truly. Like I've never advertised. I've never had to do anything. It's all just been word of mouth and people, you know, meeting me and, and getting to work with me and realizing that I'm a crazy person <laughs> that loves their photos <laughs> as much as they do. Right. <laughs> They're like my babies, you know, I take care of them for a little bit and then I have to give them back. So I think it's just more like forming those relationships, getting the opportunity where you, and you don't waste it, you know? So yeah. it's like, that's that's a big thing, I think, where I feel like I've been very blessed in a lot of ways in my career, but also at the same time, like whenever an opportunity presents itself, you know, like I'll work tirelessly to make sure I do my absolute best. And, and also, ultimately, my job is to make, you know, my client happy, but then they have a client as well a lot of times. So it's a lot of people pleasing, which is, is in my DNA. Like I, you know, I was a straight A <laughs> student, teacher's pet, total nerd. So like <laughs> I get joy out of doing my best, even if no one sees it, you know, even if I'm like cleaning a toilet or something, I'm going to do it well. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, hell yeah, I did that thing 110%. Right. So like, I think a lot of it comes from that too. And then also just, you know, I, I'm fortunate that the people I've met, we also connect on personal levels too, and there's that. And then once you kind of form that bond and um, honestly, like I've heard so many horror stories from other people. I know a lot of retouchers in the industry and like for me, I don't know, I just have the best people and it's just, it's just kind of a, I mean, there have been, you know, I feel like in a way too, though, it's an evolution of over time, like this, the work that you end up doing or that sometimes because I don't have as many employees as I used to, I can only take on certain things. So it's also very streamlined and uh, and in general, there's just not as much work as there used to be too. So I'm really fortunate to have had made those bonds in the, you know, in earlier years, because I can't imagine starting out now versus like the heyday of editorial, like 2014, you have like, you know, every magazine you could think of, I'd have like, you know, 20 jobs in one week. And now sometimes you can go weeks and weeks without one 
you know, editorial job because there's such fewer fewer publications now. When you get someone's photos and you're working with them maybe for the first time or you're developing that relationship, is that a nerve-wracking experience when you're when you're dealing with somebody who um, you know like they it, they too are really meticulous about things and and mm, how do you find that balance? Good question. Yeah. I love this question. I Let's love go. it. I love it. There's so many things, so many things um, to tackle about it. But really, I, I used to be intimidated by it. And I used to get like kind of nervous. And it's like, oh, you don't know. Because way back in the day when I was more in the lab business, you would get some crazy people. I'm not going to name any names, but at one point, see, back in the days too, I used to do retouching where they'd sit next to you. Oh. And like, imagine doing like your masterpiece oil painting by yourself versus like people over your shoulder, right? There's a huge, there's a difference in the dynamic. And I remember sitting with this person and he was talking to his dog instead of talking to me. He was like telling his what? dog like, oh, I think she made that a little too dark. And like, so, like, what? <laughs> so yeah, oh so God. like I've had experience that were absolutely bananas and would blow your mind. But that was a long time ago. Whereas now what's crazy is I love it. Like I love when there's a new client and I'm going to have a conversation with them. And I just enjoy talking about imagery so much as far as like what a person envisions and like the way you know, they think their image can go from point A to point B and to kind of have an actual discussion about what we can do and like what's possible and like be able to deliver that, you know, I feel like there's something incredibly exciting about that beginning and like not knowing sort of how you're going to work together. Every photographer is different. Like some people like to be very hands-on and they have a lot of like deliberate, you know, they're very intentional um, notes and very specific, you know, like I need this and this and this and like it's it's very structured and it's already decided. And then other people are very free about it. And some people even say, just do your thing, go crazy. Like I've had notes like get nuts. Like I've had, you know, just do whatever you want. So the sliding scale of that, you know, from like basically telling me exactly what they need with no, you know, variation, no fluidity, just like black and white versus like someone that's like, do anything you want. You know, like there is such a huge, in between but um the best thing i can say to anyone that wants to you know either do post themselves or like yourself like decide on a look and kind of working with like what you want to do for your photography or you know someone that needs to communicate it to a retoucher i would say the best possible thing you can do is have a vocabulary and have a language for what you want because the only time things aren't amazing when i'm with working with a, a new person is when they don't have the words that correlate with what it actually means like I've had situations where a good example is where, you know, you work on an image, you get it to a place, I always send it to them for review. And then we sort of, you know, get feedback and talk about it. And then, you know, do more, do more to the image if it's necessary. So I've had times where someone was like, Oh, add a bunch of contrast, I want it to be really contrasty. I send it to them. And they're like, this doesn't make sense. I don't know why this looks this way. That's not what I meant at all. And then you find out that their definition of contrast isn't actually the real thing, you know, and, and like, I'll be what you can do. The best thing you can do is say, Oh, can you send me a reference or an example of what you mean? So in that case, they sent me this image that wasn't a photo. It was like a graphic, um, more like an illustration and it, there was no white point and there was no black point. And all it was, was like shapes that had a lot of empty space, like a lot of negative space, a lot of white space. So then we got on the phone and I was like, so I don't think you want contrast because this has no white and this has no black. What you want is you basically want something to look more isolated with a lot more negative space. You want something to stand out. So right. never in a million years would you think somebody <laughs> meant that when they said contrast. So 
that doesn't happen very often. I feel like most people are very knowledgeable with their words and understand how to communicate what they want. And I'll usually ask for references to sort of avoid that. But, um, but I think the best thing any creative can do, I mean, even if you're a painter, anyone that wants to make things, create things that are in their head, or, you know, if you're a shooter that finds a moment, you know, then <clears throat> that whatever you want to create, if you can know within your own mind, you know, what you want and the, the sort of things in an image that, you know, really speak to you and, and speak to what you want for your style, then it's just, it's so much better. And it's, I mean, the one way I explain it to new people too is imagine if you were going somewhere, like you had somewhere to go and you didn't know the area, like you flew to a different country or whatever. Imagine going to that destination with a map that made sense. And you need you need you knew that you had to turn a couple places and you get there. But then imagine going to that same destination with no map and no idea how to get there. Like it's the same kind of thing. Like when you know and you have a language and you've talked about it with a client, with a photographer, whatever the uh, assignment is. If you know where you're going, you can get there so much faster. It's gonna be amazing. Everyone's gonna have a great time. Yeah. <laughs> but if you don't know, <laughs> you know, if you don't know where you're going. Um, then that becomes a very not fun thing sometimes, but then it can be fun too. But really having a general idea of what you want, you're always, everyone's going to be happier in the end and being able to talk about it. Without, like, sometimes you don't know and that's okay stuff, too. Right. And that's where yeah. a retoucher could like suggest things or, you know, where you can kind of find it together through like visuals or whatever it might be. It's kind of like if you were on that same road trip and then you saw a sign for like seeing the the world's largest peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like, yeah, I'm gonna stop there, you know? <laughs> or maybe it's the world's first porcupine racetrack. Like, I got it, that's a detour. Like, I'm not going I mean, to the other place. We're going. I gotta see this porcupine racetrack, <laughs> you know? So so it's kind of like having a destination, but also being open to, you know, the muses, like being open to being inspired and doing something different because sometimes that's amazing and that's the magic. You know, sometimes somebody wants something, you know, in color and they have this whole idea, but you show them some crazy, warm tone black and white that's like super nostalgic and all of a sudden they're in love and and then there you are 